All right, welcome to the ninth episode of the JC Podcast. And today we're going to hit on a recent topic, which is the Madden 21 ratings. Um, in short, they're, they're bad. Um, too, too many times they favor the veteran. But I think we're going to get right into this. We're going to break it down position by position. And I think it just makes sense to start with the quarterback. So, Cyrus, I mean, what's your first thought when you saw these Madden ratings? Okay, well, I mean – First few people I want – I have a few, actually, that I want to talk about. First of all, Lamar Jackson is the reigning MVP and the cover athlete for Madden 21. So a 94 is way too low, in my opinion. Much higher for him, in my opinion. Still, like, a good ranking, but I, I believe he should be much higher if he's going to be the cover athlete. Then we talk about Deshaun Watson, insanely – disrespected with his ranking I believe he's a top five quarterback so for him to be at an 86 is just absolutely ridiculous Kyler Murray the rookie of the year at a 77 is crazy and Danny Dimes Daniel Jones as a Giants fan it's like it's like painful to see that like he, he deserves I, I to be a 72 even, that's a fair rating no he no it's not are you insane Do you see lower than Tua lower than Tua not, he's not lower very, than yeah. Tua no Tua should be lower than Tua yeah, two is, a, two is a seventy-three. Danny Dimes is a seventy-two. That's ridiculous. I you can't even like you can't even be questioned that Danny Dimes should be much higher than that, like a seventy-six, seventy-seven. It, it's crazy how low he is. He he didn't play terribly last year. His ball control needs to be improved upon, but he did throw a good amount of touchdowns with not a very great receiving core and a battle line and Saquon injured. That should be you know mentioned. What? Let's talk about Daniel Jones because I think a 73 is very fair rating. He wasn't – I'm not saying he was bad, but he wasn't a great quarterback. And it's also Tua, – Tua, if healthy, is a very dynamic quarterback, great thrower, much better through than Daniel Jones. So I think He's both never played an NFL good. snap. You can't even say that. So, so what should – so you're telling me – I mean, Joe Burrow – I'm saying Daniel, is, Daniel Jones – I mean, you can't, like, talk about his dynamic. First of all, he's not even healthy. Second of all – Daniel Jones, I think Daniel Jones should be higher than Joe Burrow. Absolutely. Like, not even a question. I think Daniel Jones should be higher than Joe Burrow. No, he, sh- he not so to, shouldn't. Not to, Joe- yes, he should. Not to take Joe- away from Joe Burrow, but Daniel Jones should be higher than Joe Burrow. Well, let me go ahead. you have some thoughts on that? I, I- Well, I mean, Danny, I'm with you on this one. I think 72 is a fair rating for Daniel Jones. I mean, I'm looking at the chart now, and I, Jacoby Brissett's a 71. Jacoby Brissett, Brissett didn't play terrible football last year. So, and he's lower. I mean, Trubisky's right around that range. Um, Nick Foles is old, but he played some good football a few years ago. Gardner me, Minshew. No, 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 listen, listen. Tell me if these are some bad stats right now. 13 games, in 13 games, he threw for just over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, which is a problem. But the 24 touchdowns and the plus 3,000 yards is impressive and does not deserve to be – and not even with a great receiving core. Injury to Saquon Barkley, injury to Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton, great. I love him. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. But it's like these are not like great receivers that we're seeing right now, and he still made it work to throw 24 touchdowns in 13 games. I, I don't know. If that's not impressive, I don't know what is. So, like, what's your response to that? My response is, if you look at Daniel Jones, he turned the ball over a lot. And if you look at the guys in his range, Sam Darnold, 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitch Trubisky. I think he's better than Trubisky. Trubisky should be lower than that 72. But, like, Jacoby Brissett. I think Daniel Jones is right there in that bottom tier. At this moment, in the bottom tier of starting NFL quarterbacks. Even, no. Now, mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones led his team to, I believe, here it is, a 3-9 and nine record as a starting QB last year. Okay, like so, you want to you want to talk about that? Because I'll, I'll I'll talk about that. Noah Wine, Evan Ingram hurt, Sterling Shepard hurt, Saquon Barkley hurt, Golden Tate's the number one receiver. He's playing with no one in the backfield really. Like Saquon, I, I, what? He, no one in the backfield. He has Saquon. He, he was hurt. He has the for two games. He, he was, was hurt. hurt. He was hurt. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he was hurt. Ridiculous. He never returned. They rushed him back into injury. They rushed him back out of the injury. He didn't play well because he didn't play his best football because he was hurt. He was still hurt while he was playing. They rushed him back. They forced him back, and he wasn't playing like himself because still, he was hurt. They forced him for, back into the game. He still they, they ran did. For, he still ran for a thousand yards, had six touchdowns, which is extremely impressive. Hurt. He was hurt. He wasn't like health, completely healthy. It, it, I'm telling you, he. he he wasn't completely healthy. And and even so, even so, they can hand the ball off a lot, but to throw twenty-four touchdowns is still very impressive. So my my response to that is I I think Saquon Barkley having Saquon Barkley uh completely uh devalues that argument. And it's also if we're gonna talk about not having weapons, this is a good segue. Because I want to talk about Carson Wentz and eighty four. I talked about, I think he's a top five quarterback. I think Pat Mahomes at 99 makes sense. Russell Wilson, I'd also give maybe a 98. Uh, Lamar should be around a 95 or so. Um, the one that really upsets me here is Tom Brady at 90. I understand Tom Brady's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I understand he's won six Super Bowls. Tom Brady was bad last year. Um, he is not the fifth best quarterback in the NFL anymore. And to put him at 90 with Aaron Rodgers at an 89 – who played great football last team to 13 and 3. That that's a ridiculous rating. Josh okay, go so ahead. then so okay, yeah, Josh go. So what I don't get is if Danny, I agree with you, and I'm sure Cyrus agrees with us too. If EA, if EA is gonna make a bad rating here and there, which they obviously have been doing, they at least need to take into account who is going below that bad rating. Deshaun Watson is a pretty elite quarterback, and I think Carson Wentz is there too. Dak Prescott isn't fired to the question. Aaron Rodgers certainly isn't, and they're all below Tom Brady. Dak Prescott is not an elite quarterback. I said he's Dak, in the question. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider him in borderline elite. I don't consider Dak Prescott borderline elite, in my opinion. I don't know if Danny feels any differently, but personally, like I don't, I don't consider Dak Prescott elite. And I agree with you guys that Tom Brady is not a top five quarterback in the NFL, but I also am not going to argue that Carson Wentz is better than Tom Brady because I disagree with that. I think there are definitely five better quarterbacks than Tom Brady, but I don't think Carson Wentz is one of those people. So I just want to quickly hit on something because I'm getting breaking news right now. The Los Angeles Dodgers baseball just signed Mookie Betts to a 12-year, $365 million extension, mass extension. Josh, you're a Red Sox guy. If you have a thought on that, I want to quickly dive into that, and then we'll hop back into the Madden stuff. 
Yeah, I'll make it quick. I mean, I'm not surprised. Mookie's amazing. But to segue this back into football really quick, I think one topic that could be discussed in one of these other podcasts or just general NFL fans is how are these big contracts going to start affecting more and more players? Patrick Mahomes just signed a huge deal. There's rumors that for some reason, Dak Prescott, who is not great, is going to be getting a big contract. So I'm just curious to see how this continues to affect the league. And I'm sure everyone has their team and you can, there's a guy on each team who could be, Oh, like this guy could be trying to get more money, even if he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Mass extension. And it's funny when the first, and I know this is a football podcast, but this is just breaking right now. Um, it's crazy to see the numbers that are getting put up right now by contracts, but let's hop this. Let's go back into the real conversation. Let's just go to the running back. And I have to talk about Miles Sanders because Miles Sanders last year became the first NFL rookie to ever have 800 rushing yards or more and 500 receiving yards or more in a season. Had 1,600 yards from scrimmage, if you include the kick and punt return numbers. Um, he is at an 80 overall. Darius Geis on the Washington Redskins has played two NFL seasons, has 249 career rushing yards and 81. I, I, explain that to me. Like, I understand and that there's zero ACLs. I, okay, he's had two torn ACLs. That's why he's not playing. Like, I know. I'm saying it's, it's funny because he, all his stats are so much worse. And on top of that, he has, like, no knees left. And he's still above Miles Sanders. Okay, it, it makes no sense to me. It makes no – like, that, that's ridiculous. That Like, Miles Sanders played well. But also, like, I'm seeing, like, lists, like, fantasy lists that are advertising Miles Sanders as, like, a top-tier running back going into the next season. I think that's a little too much hype. I feel like we saw the same thing for Damian Williams going into last season. I completely, um, like, agree with you that it's way too low. But I do think that uh, that to overhype him would be – I'd say, like, I'd give him, like, an 84 maybe. I, w- I would definitely say above Darius Geis, but I don't, I don't believe he should be too overhyped. Here's the thing. Miles Sanders is going to be their three-down back this year. I think he's got a chance to, at the end of the year, be an 85. But, like, if you look at the last five games of last season, Miles Sanders really carried that offense with so many injuries there. And I think – I'm not saying Sanders is already at that elite level, but I think – an 80 overall right now, he, he's got to be higher than that. Um, my next thought when it came to the running backs is Saquon Barkley. 91 overall is too low. That That is too low. Way too low. Thank you from an Eagles fan. That means a lot because Saquon at a 91 is way too low. It's ridiculous. It, it's crazy. Like, how can you justify putting him below Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb and Ezekiel Elliott and the, the uh, all Hen- these guys? I, Derrick Henry, I, I think you can at least justify because he won the rushing title. I don't even think you can justify. But just See, based on skill, I don't think you can justify that. You can justify it because, because of what he did in the playoffs. I mean, he carried his team in the playoffs, and he won the rushing title. That one, I would put Saquon above Derrick Henry, but I think that one's justified. But Nick, Nick Chubb is a really good running back, but you can't, in my opinion, the, the pure speed and ability to break tackles, Nick Chubb's great. But it's not better than Saquon. Yeah, and go ahead. 
I am going to give EA some props, as much as I hate to do it, on these running back rankings. They did lower Le'Veon Bell, which he can argue on Instagram and Twitter all he wants, but Le'Veon Bell sucked last year. Bro, Le'Veon Bell should – if it's based on last year – see, here's the issue, and this is just an issue across the whole thing. They value the veterans too much. They value guys who are past their prime too much. So, like, just to briefly hit this back on the quarterback side, I know Tom Brady was great, but at this point he's not great. So, with Le'Veon Bell, I think he should be lower. If we're really going off what we saw last year, he put up 3.3 yards per carry. That's terrible. He should be maybe an 80 overall. Whereas guys like Miles Sanders, I'm just going to – because he's on my mind right now, was a much better running back last season. So, the fact that he Le'Veon Bell is seven overall above him, to me, doesn't make much sense. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, and so, I, there's also oh, yeah, you Todd go, Josh. Gurley, who's an 86 and it didn't play well last year. And it, they just have to look at these relative to one another. Because if Saquon's going to be a 91, how do you put Le'Veon Bell, who had a shitty year, at an 87? And then just around that, Todd Gurley, who had another bad year, and then below that, you have Austin Eckler, who actually played very well. I mean, it, it's one of those you got to look at. Can I just – can I just – can I bring up yeah. something? Yeah, go I for have, it. I have kind of a segue. Because talk, we're talking about, like, um, valuing the, the veteran. I think a perfect example of that is giving Rob Gronkowski a 95 overall. I feel like yep. that is, like, one of the most ridiculous things. And him and J.J. Watt. At a 95 and a 98, I feel like that that's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, Daniil Hunter at an 89 is – he's, like, one a younger – on the younger side. But to give J.J. Watt a 98 and Daniil Hunter an 89, and then to have Gronkowski, who hasn't played in, like, a year and a half to two years, a 95, the third highest rated tight end, only behind George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, is, like, a little bit ridiculous to me. I don't – I truly don't understand – how that decision was made at all. Well, I'll tell you why they made it because he's a big, he's a famous player. He's the big name. He's the attractive name. So they gave him the numbers. The thing is, he was bad. At, he was still a great blocking tight end. He always was. But as a receiver, his last two seasons, he wasn't great. And then he retired. He should be well, in 85, 86. He was hurt. Yeah, I absolutely agree. 85, 84, in my opinion. I don't understand how you give him a 95. I like, I, Obviously, the reason behind it is because he's famous and, like, popular. But I don't – completely cannot understand why they give him a 95. Like, it just – I don't think I, you can call yourself an ex, like a football expert and give Rob Gronkowski a 95 after the, his last two seasons. And then the other thing that really bothered me was Zach Ertz at 90. I mean, Zach, Zach Ertz was so – was huge to the Eagles offense. and. To put him, I think he's right there at George Kittle. So the fact that they gave Kittle, where is it? They gave George Kittle a 98 with Zach Ertz at a 90. I think Kittle's better, but it's not an eight overall difference. I think Zach Ertz okay. should be. I, Danny, flop? come on. Danny, I agree with you that Zach Ertz technically was a big part of the offense, but only because he was their extreme primary target. I mean, like, no one else even came close to him. Like, you could uh, maybe argue Miles Sanders, but he's still, like, a little shaky. 
you don't really know, might be a little inconsistent. So it's him and Carson Wentz. So technically that makes him the receiving focal point of the offense. But I wouldn't then use that as an argument to say that he is anywhere near the skill level of George Kittle. I, I, I maybe bump him up to a 92, maybe. But I, I think it, like he, the general area of where Zach Ertz is at is pretty fair, in my opinion. 92, 93 is where I'd put him, though. Sorry, two years ago, he broke the record for most receptions in a single season. He's always been Carson two Wentz's top target. He's always been Carson two years Wentz's ago. top target. Last season, 2019. So why, why are we talking about two years ago, though? Because he was still great last year. I, uh, look, I'll give you that he deserves to be a little higher, but I wouldn't be arguing he deserves to be anywhere near. Um, George Kittle was, like, crazy – George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are the clear one and two. I'm, in my opinion, Travis Kelsey is a little better. But I, and Zach Ertz is number three, but I think there's a definite cutoff between Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, then Zach Ertz. Sorry, so comparing these numbers, Zach Ertz, 88 receptions, 916 yards, six touchdowns. George Kittle, 85 catches, 1,053 yards, five touchdowns. Those numbers are pretty much similar. And How I is Zach Ertz's blocking compared to George Kittle's blocking? Zach Ertz is a worse blocker, but he's not so much. He's not. He's. I'm saying he's Zach a Ertz worse is, blocker. And on. in the 49ers not, offense, sorry, in the 49ers offense, listen, you're listen, not listen. hearing me. Okay, go. Zach, go, Zach go. Ertz. Zach Ertz is worse than George Kittle, but it's not an eight overall difference. If you give George Kittle 98, then you have to give Zach Ertz a 95. I, I, in my opinion, you give Kelsey probably a 95. You give George Kittle around a 93, and you give Zach Ertz probably a 92. And Rob Gronkowski is probably like an 85 at this point in his career. Okay. That, that's how, that's how I, I would do my opinion, you give Travis Kelsey a 97, George Kittle a 96, and like I said before, Zach Ertz a 93 or 92. So I think we're on the same page. It's just I, I think you're in your mind, you're hyping up Zach Ertz a lot more than I think he deserves to be. Because he's a very good tight end, but like to compare him to George Kittle, especially when you consider that in George Kittle's offense, there are a lot of other weapons around him. Like a lot. There's Sanders, there's Debo, three solid running. Yes, there is. You, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida. All, all these guys are weapons, and George Kittle is still producing big numbers. You okay, on this podcast you on this podcast have argued to me that the eagles have no receivers meaning zach Ertz is going to get the ball a lot deservedly so because he's good and the eagles have no one else that is what you've argued and that's your argument that you've used to value carson wentz a lot higher but you can't like you can't go both ways so it's either that Zach Ertz is a good tight end, very good tight end, but his ranking and his rating is pretty – his uh, it's pretty fair right now, in my opinion. Uh, so I just kind of want to step away for a sec and before, like, we keep continuing with the man conversation of specific players is that we don't really know how much – of this or how much of each rating and specific rating like speed acceleration strength stuff like that is measurable 
if that makes sense to you guys. Yep. Like, I'll keep going. A, like, speed you can base off the 40, strength you can base on the bench press. But some of this, I feel like maybe we could be a little wrong, and that's the reason why overalls are maybe lower or another. It's not going to justify the huge differences that make no sense that we discussed over. But I think it's just something we should think about when we're talking. And I don't think it – I'm not saying anyone specifically, but it could also be a factor in the Madden ratings. I mean, it's a fair point, but I think – I really think value on the – like how much a guy's bringing to the field, how much he's producing should be the standard for their overall. So maybe – I don't – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And I also agree. I don't really have a huge standpoint on that. But going off what you said, Danny, let's talk about cornerbacks. Stefan Gilmore is a 99 overall, which it's hard to argue against that. He was the defensive player of the year, absolute shutdown, best at his position. So they're going to give him a 90 overall. But nine points, nine overalls lower than him is Jair Alexander and Tredavious White. I think Trey White is like a top three corner. What do you guys yeah. think of that? No, I I feel like Stephon Gilmore, I mean, he's great, but I, I feel like it's tough to give a 99 to a cornerback just because of the nature of the position. And so you look at Jalen Ramsey at 94, by the way, that's that's horseshit. I mean, he played so bad once he got traded. He wasn't even great before then. He's, he's a big personality. All the fan, like fans know him. He's well-known around the league. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's that talented. Um, Richard Sherman at 92, that's fair. I think for me, Tredavious White's the second-best cornerback in the NFL. And I think I think you probably have Sherman three, Jair Alexander is probably the fourth best. And I'd also put – I think Darius Slay should be a little bit higher. I think Desmond King should be higher. Cornerback's one of those positions where it feels like they don't actually look at what the guy is doing. They just look at who is the who's the bigger name, who is more well known, which is not a good way to do ratings. Danny, I agree with you on some things that you just said, but I think Stefan Gilmore is absolutely deserving of the ninety nine overall. He had six interceptions and two pick sixes, including in that, and one hundred twenty six yeah. yards off of interceptions. I think that's pretty great coming off the reigning uh, Def- Defensive Player of the Year award. I think that's a, honestly, it's a fair rating. There is one person in the 99 club that I don't deserve should be, to be there, that I don't think should be there, but Stefan Gilmore is not that person. Well, who is it? Yeah, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas I don't think should be oh, in the 99 Ma- club. Michael Thomas had 149 catches, 1,700 receiving yards. Come on. So what? He shouldn't be. He's not the best at his position. He he's not the best at No, he's not. Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Michael Thomas is not the best receiver. He's not the best receiver. He's not the best player at his position. Why should he be ranked above other people just because of what? Just because of the numbers he produces. He should not. I don't. I truly, like someone explained this to me. How does this happen? Because is it off of skill? Is it off of numbers? Is it off of popularity? Age? If you're a veteran or not, like I, I don't understand how these ratings are made. All I'm saying is that Julio Jones is the best player at the wide receiver position. So Michael Thomas 
being at the 99 club, I understand why I guess they had to give it to him. He broke the signal season receiving record, but that doesn't mean that he's the best player at his position. So just one, one quick thought before I, we're talking about Stefan Gilmore, two pick sixes, two pick sixes against Josh Rosen and Ryan Finley. Just want to put that out there. And also, I mean, Mike, I, I wouldn't be upset if Julio was a 99 too. I think Julio should be right there in the 99 club, but my, Michael Thomas, he, I mean, he was, he really, he doesn't draw passes. He's so reliable. Um, he's great deep Julio receiver. Well. Everything, everything you're yeah, arguing I know. is for Julio I'm not, as well. I'm, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Julio should also be a 99. It should, it should go the other way around with Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas was absolutely elite last year. I, I don't think you can argue against that. But, but I, see, what I'm saying is, but based off of skill, some of these, like, it's just based off of their skill level. Like, well, is it is it stats, skill? Like, what is exactly the no, term, determining factor of this thing? Is it last season stats? Is it skill? Because this is tough because if it's not – if it's – Stats, why is Darius Geis an 81 overall? If it's skill, again, why is Darius Geis an 81 overall when he has no knees? So I don't understand what a lot – this is what really just perplexes me is all these, like, the reasons for these ratings just fundamentally don't make sense to me. No, I'll tell you, it's, it's based a little bit on skill and a lot about per, uh, uh, popularity, which is a horrible way to do ratings, in my opinion. And that's why I think their ratings are so bad. That's why Tom Brady's a 90. And – Miles Sanders is an 80. Go ahead, Josh. And if we want to talk about just, like, not making sense whatsoever, once again, I want to tell you guys the Rams receiving core last year, which was Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. The lowest out of those three is Brandon Cooks, who is an 85, which is still a respectable rating. Like, in Madden, I don't agree with it, but an 85 is a really solid receiver. How is it that each of those guys have the production to be an 85-plus when they're all on the same team? It's just outrageous. Well, can I answer that? And I think the answer is they're, they're all taking from each other's numbers. But when one guy's gone down, they've all stepped in and shown they can produce. The one I really disagree with is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is so injury-prone. He has no chance at this point. Always concussed. Um, he's a good deep ball receiver, but I think – it was really from that Super Bowl when he got injured in that game. I feel like since then he hasn't been the same. He only had 583 receiving yards last year. So I, for me, Brandon Cooks is about an 80. Cooper Cup is probably like an 84 maybe. Robert Woods is probably an 85. Sorry, let's go ahead. Unless you have something to I say. Mean, I mean, yeah, I was just going to say that I think all of those guys are actually really skilled. I honestly would put Cooper Cup a little bit higher than Robert Woods, but, like, the two are really interchangeable in my opinion, so I'm not really going to argue that. What I will say about Brandon Cooks is I think he has a lot of skill, and it just sucks that he's just so injury-prone. So, like, I, I wouldn't – I don't want like to devalue Brandon Cooks, but it's just, like, it sucks that he got injured. Can we, another, thing, another thing I want to get your thoughts on real quick, just to go back to Jalen Ramsey. What do you guys think of Jalen Ramsey at 94? For me, it's I think that's way too high. Agreed. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, yeah, I think that part of why he was good on the field was he he's like the in-your-face, trash-talking, physical, aggressive corner, which got the job done for, what, one and a half seasons maybe, and then receivers were just beating him and he couldn't handle it, whereas – 
Stefan Gilmore is in 99 because he's going to go in there and do his job and shut you down. I mean, I mean, Jalen Ramsey only had one interception this season. Uh, I don't know, like, how that – he might have played – like, I don't even think personally he played well at all. And just another stat to back it up is one singular interception. And to be the second-highest cornerback doesn't make sense to me. And so we, we're going to wrap this one up soon. But one, like, final topic that I want to hit on is defensive line. And that's J.J. Watt at 98. He's been injured with Chris Jones at 92. To me, that's ridiculous. I think Chris Jones helped the Chief, play a huge role in the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. I think Chris Jones has to be above J.J. Watt. And there's a six overall difference right there. What do you guys think? I'm, I mean, yeah, Chris Jones just got a massive – can you remind me? I don't know exactly what the con- contract was. He just got a massive extension. Um, yeah, I don't know the numbers, but big I don't know the him. numbers, but, I mean, last season, nine sacks, uh, 23 solo tackles, one forced fumble in 13 games played. I think he was a huge part of that defensive effort to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, would you say six overall difference? Yeah, six overall Six overall difference. J.J. Watt. And is J.J. Watt the highest, and then is he the second highest? I think Aaron Dalton and then J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that is uh, between two and three. That's ridiculous. Chris Jones definitely should be higher than – Oh, the, um, there's a few guys between them, too. Like Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, I know, is one. Um, yeah, I, I don't I'm have not going to gonna argue that. Uh, I, yeah. I can't argue that. I mean, Daniel Hunter at an 89 is pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Um, T.J. Watt at an 86 is ridiculous to me as well. So, a lot of these ratings are just, they're just frustrating because, like, I, I love to play Madden, but also, like, a, a, if these are going to be, like, the rankings, uh, Josh and I were talking about this. Yeah. Is, it, is it even worth it to buy the game if, if this is going to be, like, the numbers and, like, how the game is going to be played? I don't know. I'll say for me personally, in terms of actually buying the game, I care way more about the gameplay than I do the ratings. Like, I just – I wish they were better. And I wish the game was better, too. The game's gotten glitchy. Um, it's nowhere near as bad as 2K. 2K's really gone down the – terrain but I think Madden they don't do enough to fix their game each year Josh go ahead yeah and if you look on the EA website there is some things that talk about what they're changing and stuff to the game but what pisses me off is they're they're trying to elaborate on the QB1 mode that they had this year I don't know if you guys are familiar with that pretty much you can go high school to select colleges and then go on to the combine get drafted the ea literally released everything that every situation you could be in every different encounter you could have throughout high school college and nfl and put the situations out there which i think completely ruined the game i mean i don't, I don't really I think madden I, I don't really do that but this is an example of like how madden has like, I don't know what they're kind of thinking. It's it's kind of frustrating, but, you know, it's whatever. So, are there any final thoughts here, final topic? If not, we'll wrap it up. What do you guys have? Nothing. All right. Well, I, I guess that's going to do it um, for the ninth episode. And, I mean, just in conclusion, the Madden ratings are really disappointing this year. I, they did a poor job, way overvalued the veteran. Yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram at JC Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at JC Podcast One. Make sure to start your podcast today with Anchor. And thank you so much for listening.